0: Theologically, creation is, as Richard Raw teaches, the first incarnation. The cosmos is filled with the divine presence and spirit, and is an embodiment of the divine consciousness and life. It owes its life to God, and as every part of the creation, individually and together, expresses their life and reflects God's beauty, truth and goodness, so they reflect and honour the divine nature and goodness. It may not be a personal and intentional expression of praise, adoration, thanksgiving, or wonder and communion as we would know it, but there is a sense in which the cosmos does experience union or intimacy with the divine and expresses worship in response. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Progressive Worship Podcast from Sacredise.com, where we explore all the ways that our worship shapes and defines our lives. I'm John, and today I want to talk about the worship of creation and how we can join it, learn from it, and bring it into our sanctuaries to enrich our worship gatherings and make them transforming and life-giving. This is the second last time I'll be posting on this podcast. It has become clear to me that the vast majority of the people I serve through Sacred Eyes prefer reading over listening to audio or watching videos. In response, I started a Substack called Sacralize Your Life, and the response has already been amazing. So if you want to follow my work, Substack is the place to go. You can sign up for free and receive one full article a month along with readable excerpts in the other weeks, or you can choose to pay a small subscription and receive the full versions of my articles every week. The link is in the description below. Thank you so much. Although I would prefer a more gender-neutral way of addressing God, one of my favorite hymns is, This is my Father's world. There's something lovely about the way the lyrics recognize God's presence and creative activity in the natural world, but they also celebrate the worship that creation itself offers up to the Creator. For example, in the first verse we sing, This is my Father's world. And to my listening ears, all nature sings, and round me rings the music of the spheres. In our progress oriented society, most of us were taught that creation is an inanimate resource with no spiritual quality at all. In the theology of the churches in which I grew up, all of creation was destined for ultimate destruction and was therefore only a temporary dwelling place for human beings. But we are now beginning to realize that creation is animate, it has volition, and is capable of communication. Philosophers and scientists are still debating what consciousness actually is and how we can reliably test for consciousness in an entity, a debate which has become even more complex now in the light of new artificial intelligence technologies. But as long as we don't limit consciousness only to the way we experience it as human beings, It does seem that the cosmos is conscious, and as a conscious being, creation is constantly expressing worship for its creator. Theologically, creation is, as Richard Raw teaches, the first incarnation. The cosmos is filled with the divine presence and spirit and is an embodiment of the divine consciousness and life. It owes its life to God. And as every part of the creation, individually and together, expresses their life and reflects God's beauty, truth and goodness, so they reflect and honour the divine nature and goodness. It may not be a personal and intentional expression of praise, adoration, thanksgiving, awe, wonder and communion as we would know it, but there is a sense in which the cosmos does experience union or intimacy with the divine and expresses worship in response. Since we are part of creation, it should be natural for us to join in the worship of the cosmos, and for our worship to be creation-centered. Unfortunately, we generally believe that we are the only worshippers in the universe, and we limit ourselves to our human religious worship practice. But by refusing or neglecting to join the chorus of creation, we impoverish ourselves spiritually, we disconnect ourselves from the universe and we become careless and destructive in our treatment of the earth. That's why we need to learn to worship with creation and humbly find our place in the chorus of creation as an integral facet of our human spiritual practice. How can we do this? Well, firstly, we can evolve consciously. The entire created order is in a constant state of evolution. Our universe is always changing, dying, being born, growing and adapting. It can be no other because this is what life is. Anything that is not evolving is dead. As human beings, we cannot escape being evolving creatures in an evolving universe. We can only embrace our place in the ever-evolving cosmos and learn to celebrate life, death, rebirth and love as the wonderful gifts that they are. When we do this, we discover that we have the capacity to evolve consciously. We can identify, reflect on, and learn from evolutionary processes, and we can begin to choose when, how, and in what direction we will evolve. And when we choose to evolve consciously toward becoming an ever clearer embodiment of the divine life, love, creativity, and compassion, our conscious evolution becomes a participation in the chorus of creation. Secondly, we can join the cosmos in expressing worship. The scriptures love to describe creation in worship. It may seem strange to view the natural world in this way, but if we can accept that creation does express worship, even if only metaphorically, we can join creation's chorus by expressing joy and wonder at the Creator's presence and goodness. We can develop a habit of celebration, joy, and wonder as we move through the world, and we can notice the beauty and glory, give thanks for it, applaud it, and laugh, dance, and sing in celebration of it. Then, thirdly, we can protect and preserve creation. If we are willing to notice, acknowledge, honor, and participate in the worship of the cosmos, we will automatically be drawn to seek to protect and preserve creation if we believe that worship has value in the universe that our worship practice leads us into a deeper intimacy with the divine life and presence that fills all things then we must seek to ensure that creation's chorus of worship continues for as long as the cosmos endures and that means that caring for the earth is also in itself an act of worship that unites us with the worship of the universe When we go out into nature and recognize the beauty, awe, mystery and glory in everything, it is natural to respond in some kind of worship, celebration or thanksgiving. This is a simple and natural way to join the chorus of creation. But we also need to bring the worship of the cosmos into our sanctuaries, because it is in the spiritual discipline of worship that we learn to participate in creation's worship at all times and in all places. In the full version of this post, which is available for paid subscribers on Substack and Patreon, I explore how we can craft liturgy that both learns from creation and that teaches us to care for creation, and I examine how liturgies like this can help us to join the worship chorus of creation. So if you want to explore these ideas more deeply and consider how to apply them practically in your community, then head over to Substack or Patreon and sign up. All around us, creation is in a constant chorus of worship, even as our earth suffers at our hands. All around us, we are being invited to join the chorus of creation, to worship with the earth and its creatures, and to find union with God as we find union with the natural world. And as we respond to that call, so our awareness and experience of God's presence and love grows and we are led into an ever-deepening experience of being fully and abundantly alive. I'm reminded of a quote that one of my Facebook friends sent to me recently. May it speak to your heart as it did to mine. Nature is not a sign that God loves us beyond our wildest imagination. Nature is God's loving us beyond our wildest imaginations. And that's from Eric Eugene Illness. Next week, I'll be sharing the final episode of the Progressive Worship Podcast. All of the content from the last nine months will be added to the library on Substack in the weeks and months ahead, so it won't get lost. And in the final episode, I'll be talking about how using our senses more intentionally as we move through creation can empower us to encounter God and worship through our engagement with the natural world. But for now, That's all I've got. Thank you for listening. May your worship continue to shape and define your life. And I'll catch you next time or on Patreon or Substack.